On today's episode of Making the Call, week four of the NFL season is in the books. We are breaking it all down, recapping it with our big takeaways, and we have got a full crew on the podcast this week. Myself, Trent, Rosie, Austin, and Alex are are all here. We're going to be breaking down week four of the NFL action, including our big takeaways. We're going to follow that up with some week five preview. We each have one big game that we are most excited to watch this upcoming week. And then wrapping up the podcast with a really fun fantasy segment, we are going to be redrafting the first round of fantasy. Uh, We're four weeks in. There's already a lot of players that were taken in the first round that if, honestly, if we could have a do-over, we would do it differently. And I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way if you took these players. So we do that to cap off the podcast. It's a great discussion, great episode. You've got a lot of just good, good NFL content in store for you. Um, It's all coming up right after this. But before we get to that, I want to remind you, I mentioned at the tail end of the podcast, but this Thursday evening, right before Thursday Night Football, we are going to be back in the Twitter spaces like we have been the last few weeks, talking player props, creating our official making the call sleeper squad player prop parlay for that week. So come ready with some parlays, with some props that you like yourself. Also, just come ready for a nice discussion. If you if you hear parlays or if you hear props that we bring that you don't like, tell us. Um, we want to just find, we want to try and find some winners. So we mentioned that at the end of the podcast, but I want to let you know that before we get into it. That's all I've got for some programming reminders. Let's get into the episode. It's all coming up right after this. Week four is in the books. We got the whole crew on the podcast this week. Trent, Rosie, Austin, and Alex are here, and we've got tons to talk about. We're going to start with recapping week four, including our big takeaways, followed by some week five preview, and then wrapping up with a really fun fantasy segment. Guys, let's just start with week four. Um, No better place to start than we got our first London game of the season. Trent's Minnesota Vikings eking out a win against the New Orleans Saints, uh, the Andy Dalton-led New Orleans Saints. Uh, Trent, I imagine you watched this entire game. I watched about the first half. Um, what was your thoughts on it? How did, how did your boy Kirk play and just your thoughts on how the Vikings played? Cause now the Vikings are tied with the Packers. For Wait, the Andrew, what did you mean by that? You probably watched this whole game cause I was at church and you weren't. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, cause Trent, wow, Trent probably went to church on Saturday. I thought we talked exactly about exactly what's week. wrong with the church, Andrew. Come on. <laughs> You're holier than now. Just look at I him. didn't even he, say that. He was R.I.P. to the all, queen, by the way. He, he was at church all day Sunday. Just look at him. I mean, just <laughs> screams Latter-day Saints. Um, <laughs> kind of do, man. Speaking of Saints, Wait, they lost the Vikings. <laughs> Let's talk about it. He's got, that, he's got that Mormon skin complexion. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I, I thought my biggest takeaway from that game is the Saints defense is really good. Uh, I, I did not like how Kirk played. I thought he missed some pretty wide open receivers at times. Uh, Vikings defense is terrible. You shouldn't give up 20 points to Andy Dalton and Latavius Murray. That, that just, that shouldn't happen. But uh, I mean, a win's a win at the end of the day, still leading the NFC North. So I can't complain too much. Yeah. It, it does, I we lost Lewis Seen compound fracture in his leg that kind of sucks wow. is he out for the uh, year uh i i would assume so he's in london now like he they wouldn't even fly him home like he had sir he had like a pre-surgery surgery and then he's gonna have like full surgery and then he's gonna recover a little bit in london before they put him on a plane home so 
Yeah, wow. I, I don't. Ex- I don't anticipate seeing him at all this year. So because that, that the kind of, that kind of blows. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Um, I wonder yeah, how like sur- I wonder what surgery in London is like. That's weird. That's got to be whack. Like you go there and play free. football game, you break your leg, and then all of a sudden you're stuck for a little bit. <laughs> probably smells like, bad. Dang, this food needs some salt. Probably was thinking right now. But blimey, give me some beans. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our uh, our boy Justin Jefferson, he came back. It was nice to see him. We hadn't seen him since week one of the season. Uh, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 147 yards, plus a rushing touchdown. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. Good Vikings win. You They kind of needed to beat that depleted Saints team. I mean, the Saints were yeah. without Jameis, Kamara, Michael Thomas. Like, you don't that beat them. That's That would have been a really bad loss. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone else have any notes on this game, or do we want to just keep it moving? Yeah, Vikings got bailed out. The doink. By what? The doink. By the two calls. The one. Oh, boy. oh we're on this. Move on. Ref no, everybody's Rose, saying it. Rosie, save, save all your ref giving them the game takes it. for the Lions game, okay? Yeah. Well, just save them. plenty of takes in those, too. No, I don't. It wasn't that bad. I was just, just some, no bad calls in that game or a couple, but none game changing. Just, I mean, just two. The clock. Yeah, it's like then how then how did they ba- how did they get bailed out if there were no game changing calls? No, I mean for the Lions, there oh, weren't. Oh, any. we were talking. About oh that. yeah, we're just about the. Okay. okay, we'll get to that in a second. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get to that, we got a couple of games to get to. Uh, Austin, let's start with our Cowboys. They just oh. Cooper Rush. They continue to win. They beat the Commanders twenty-five to ten. Um, your one big takeaway this week is relating to this game, so just you take know, it away. I love Cooper Rush. All right, I love him. You is know, better than best, Dak, best ginger right in all of sports. Um, no, uh, I think, and you know, I think Alex put it really well before we hopped on. You know, Kellen Moore's offense runs better through. Cooper Rush and it does through Dak because like Alex said, it's it's simpler. And so, I mean, I don't I think they try and do too much with Zach or Dak sometimes. But I I you know, you know that Dak isn't gonna give the game away. Or not Dak. You know that Cooper Rush isn't gonna give the game away. You know, no picks. Um he's shown that he can move the ball. And so I, I like the way that the Cowboys play when he's you know under center. So I'm not saying that like the Cowboys are a better team without Dak. Though if he goes two and zero the next couple of weeks, you could probably make that argument because they've got a tough couple games or a tough couple of games coming up. But okay, I do think that the flow is better. So my favorite thing about got- Cooper Rush is his, his paycheck to win ratio. He's also the only Cowboys starter to start four and zero in his first four games. That is yeah. fact. <laughs> Should should the Cowboys hold off on bringing Dak back this week until Rush yes, looks bad? They have, yes, they should. Dak should not play next week. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, well, so I don't think that they should rush him back. I think Dak <laughs> comes back. <laughs> but, once he's, <laughs> no pun intended, actually, on that one. <laughs> um, I don't think Dak should play until he's fully healthy. And I don't want it to be like a situation with, Russell Wilson last year where he had a thumb injury kind of similar to what Dak has 
and he rushed back and clearly was not healthy and he was not playing well. I mean, I don't know what his might also just is suck. Here, when is the bye week? When's the bye week? Do you know when the bye week is, Andrew? Um, ask is it, me again in five seconds. Because so I mean, you got the Rams and then you got the Eagles. So you got What's the Rams the and the Eagles. The bye week is uh, what would that be? Week nine. Okay. They play four Never. more games and then they have a bye. So I think if you beat the Rams, do you also sit Dak versus the Eagles? You beat yeah, the Rams with I Cooper would. Rush. I would definitely. I think the Rams with Cooper well, Rush. So that's, I don't know, that's tough because the Eagles are 4-0. And so if you're trying to count games in the division, then do you want to give yourself the best chance to maybe beat the Eagles? Because that game's going to matter more than a game versus the Rams, so is an, for example. So is a rushed, injured Dak Prescott the best chance you have to beat the I Eagles? I don't know. Over I mean, healthy? That's, yeah, that's, that's the thing. So That is a good question. Trent. If Cooper Rush beats the Rams next week, It'll be the perfect scapegoat for when the Cowboys get crushed by the Eagles the following week to bench rush and bring Dak back the week after. I I could totally see that. But I could to- like I can totally see it playing out that way. Yeah. But if if Rush loses to the Rams, then it actually is a decision. But if he beats the Rams, he's playing against Philly. They don't need an excuse. Come on, guys. Yeah, Cooper Rush has shown that he can win games. Like, no, the, the defense. Cooper Rush is throwing for like 150 yards a game, and uh, nope, it, nope, he doesn't turn the ball over. That's the thing. Well, he, he's shown he that for he, two. He threw for two twenty-three. Bus driver, he just Sunday drives the bus. He, that's all he does. He just drives. He's he's thrown for over two hundred yards. Drives the bus to a win. And like, yeah, he maybe had two throws that should have been picks in that game, but he didn't turn the ball over. So, yeah. Well, but okay, yeah. So I. I don't know. I'm glad that your take here, Austin, is not that you think that Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. He's not. No way. No. Good. But that's good. I'm glad that you feel that way because I like that's, the simpler. I like the simpler offense. Is all I'm saying. And maybe they uh, yeah. should try a little bit of that when okay. Dak comes back. And see. yes. Okay. Now, yeah. now you're talking. Yeah. That's what. That's what I want to see. That's. I mean, my one big takeaway is not from this game, but that was a takeaway I had. Is like keep the same offense when number four is back there yeah, because they have a tendency. Kellen Moore has a tendency to like, you know, just really explain, expand the playbook and do these, you know, two running back sets where you do a jet sweep to CD lamb after you send Tony Pollard in motion and the linebacker blows it up and it's a minus three yard game. Yeah. And it's like, it, you don't need to do that. Like you've got, you've got playmakers, like you've got Gallup back. Gallup comes back. He catches a touchdown. Like great to have him. Yeah. Um, now is Kellen you, Moore smart enough to do that? No. We'll see. That's that's where I'm worried. I hope so. I hope. Uh, I mean, yeah, I hope to God that he does it. So, because I think I don't know. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest advantages that Dak Prescott has is his ability to read the defense both pre-snap and then during the play because he's not the most physically gifted quarterback he's not Mahomes he's not Herbert he's not Josh Allen like yeah his mechanics are trash and so he has to win in other ways he has to win by reading the defense at a very elite level which I feel like he does and so you don't need to have this super complex playbook because when things break down Dak is smart enough to be able to make the play still Mm -hmm. work you know what I mean and I think Helen Moore tries to make the perfect play 
every time when you don't need to. Yeah, you got to let Dak create. That's why he had success early in his career, and I feel like they haven't let him cook. So just let him create and see what happens. But, yeah, keep it simple. I agree. Do we need to – so shifting the conversation to the other side of the ball because obviously the big talking point here is this Cowboys defense. Um, The Rams and the 49ers are playing right now. And if the Rams score 20 points against the Niners tonight, then through four weeks, the Cowboys will be the only team in the NFL to hold every single one of their opponents under 20 points. Right now it's them and the Niners. So we'll see how Monday night football goes. Um, But that's obviously the big story here, right? Is this Cowboys defense is fantastic. Um, But my big question here is, do we need to wait to pass judgment on this defense until two weeks from now, because our next two games, like we talked about is against the Rams next week and against the Eagles. And both of those games are on the road. So if they hold both of those teams under 20 points, and now I think we're talking about some elite company because you're six weeks into the season playing against good offenses and being able to do what they've done. If they do it over the next two weeks, they're better than the 85 bears. It's happening. (laughs) Like, calm down. I'm just kidding. You'll be in the conversation. Micah Parsons is going to end up in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. That I am confident in. Yeah, as long as he stays Easy. here. Yeah, yeah. No. That would that would devastate me. So there's no way he's leaving. That, I mean, the, the, I mean, I guess I the Joneses. Not. You never know, but they're going to give him a bag. They might. Who knows? Five years down the line, they might trade him for like a six round pick. Because they want to, you know, they want to save two million dollars of cap space that they're not going to use. Because they don't know how to, re- they don't know how to restructure a contract. There was a quote from Jerry, I think it was last happens. week, where the, he was asked on the radio about, um, you know, trading Lyle Collins or cutting Lyle Collins and trading Amari Cooper, and he's like, oh, you know, we did that so we could invest more money on the offensive line and the defensive line. And you look at like the moves they made and on those two or lack groups after the fact or lack thereof. It was like one and a half million dollars of investments and they cut like 15 million against the cap. It's just like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, All right. Moving on from everyone's favorite team, the Cowboys Uh, Falcons, 23 Browns, 20. This was a game. uh, So I watched about half of it. This was, you know, I was flipping back and forth in that noon slate. Um, This was a game for for fan, for fans of teams that just love to establish the run. Run it up the middle, baby. That's all this game was. Um, mm-hmm. The two teams combined had more rushing yards than combined passing yards. Mm-hmm. I didn't check the record books to see when the last time that happened, but I can't imagine that happens very often. And Cordero um, Patterson got hurt too. Yeah, that's He's the biggest on the IR. Thing, right? Yep. Yeah, IR. That sucks for him. He looked like a beast too. Yeah. The season. That really sucks. I drafted him late and I was glad I did. Yeah, I mean, they got 84 yards from Algier, 56 yards from Huntley, 38 from Cordero Patterson before he got hurt. Um, but he got the touchdown, so it's still... It hurt my uh, Marcus Mariota line. Sorry, guys. And the Kyle Pitts. This was not a good player prop line or week for making the call. We went 2-5. No. Speak for yourself. Hey, yeah, I picked mine, and I, I think picked the wrong defeated. one. No, he's 3-1. No, I missed a Kelsey touchdown line, and I don't regret picking that. Mm. Just like I don't touch, regret the Justin. He's got a touchdown in every other game, but the one I picked him to get a touchdown. <laughs> Justin Je- hey, Justin Jefferson validated me this week and scored a touchdown. So, so did Nick true. Chubb. It wasn't a receiving touchdown, though. So all three of my lines. That's true. Yeah, that wouldn't have counted. 
No, we Justin Jefferson. No, because it was a rushing touchdown. What are we doing? What are we or, doing? Yeah. Really? Wouldn't it count? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought it was just. Oh, it is receiving touchdown. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we went two for five this week. So all three of my lines that I wanted. All three of my lines. Four weeks in. Myself and Trent were three and one. Austin and Alex are two and two, and Rosie is one and three. Come on, Rosie. If you count, it's okay, buddy. I'm like four. (laughs) It's still early, though. I'm a slow start. (laughs) Um. All right. (laughs) So Falcons Browns. Yeah, they just ran the ball up and down the field. Both teams. uh, Old fashioned. I saw this stat and I thought it was crazy. So Nick Chubb, he's only four rushing yards behind Saquon Barkley for the NFL lead right now. His longest run of the season is 15 yards. <laughs> Wait, what? That's the, really? That, yeah. Fi- that's not 15 true. Yards? That's Dude impossible. Is a, <laughs> Dude is a hoss. He's like all the he does, one fantasy running back. What the heck? All he does is he just gets that's five crazy. to ten yards a carry. And he just does it's that funny, 20 times a game. It? He's freaking like Earl Campbell. And he scores touchdowns. But yeah. That's that is. Yeah, I'm. Um, so while I'm stat. looking at it right now, his All 2022 draws. regular season rushing, his longest 15 yards. That is wild. What's his yards per carry? His yards per carry is probably 5.7. Wow. That six yards a carry, basically. That's pretty good. That's yeah, that's real that good. This means the safeties can tackle him. That's great. Yeah, he breaks through, he breaks through like, the first line for sure. Yeah, he breaks through the first seven, and then the safeties are the DBs guys. Hey, yeah, props for the DBs being able to tackle that guy. Exactly. Though. Yeah, good on them. Yeah. He's like the like he's the definition of ground and pound. Like he's not busting off these 60, 70 yard touchdowns, but he just wears you down. I mean, it's like slow and steady, baby. I don't know. It's it's impressive what he's been was, able to do so far. That's like Zeke is um, second year in the league. Like so Kyle Pitts is going to come up later when we're talking about on notice. Rip. So far, he hasn't come up hardly at all. Good so. lord, it, Austin, it's not his Alex, fault. It's Mariota's fault. It's talk. Mariota's fault. Both of you talk. guys. He said he wanted us. He said he wanted us to talk. Uh, yeah, but not while he's talking. To, I'm deaf over here. And I'm talk. trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to get one conversation at a time, and I just got Alex in this year and Austin in this year. And I love Andrew it. I love it when this happens. Oh, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Go start. I love yeah, it because about post stop after this one. Yeah, about no. once a month. About once a month, you get a Trent rant on the podcast. <laughs> it's just awesome every time. You should just clip it. Me and Austin are <laughs> just, just excited. We just want to pray are, that you're not on the receiving excited. end. Chill. Rosie and I are sitting here just quiet waiting for our turn. We don't get one. <laughs> yeah, hop passengers. on. <laughs> hop on. <laughs> Let's just start talking over each other. I think that'd be really good. Yeah, that's great podcasting, guys. The great start. <laughs> um, anyways, my question from this Falcons Browns game is why does Arthur Smith hate fun? Does anyone Because he keeps winning. They're two and two. It's like they're two and two. <laughs> yeah. They're frisky though. He knows how to stay frisky in the game. Like stay in the game. He's not he's not gonna risk it, but they he's gave play that conservative New- and try and win. They gave the New Orleans game away to week one. Like they should be three and one. That is true. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, not not targets, not receptions. He ran thirteen routes. 
Oh my god. In the game. Wow. Drake London ran 15 routes. So, like 3.7 points for Drake London. Kyle Pitts, his first target of the game was a 25-yard reception, and that was it. That was his stat line. One reception for 25 yards. I know. It happened early, Maybe he too. sucks. I don't know. No, dude. It's the play calling. We... <sighs> they won it's the game. Like... It's not the play calling. It just sucks it for absolute... fantasy managers. What do you mean? It, it is the play. Is play calling right now. Andrew just absolutely brought up like three is. different things that pointed to the play calling. <laughs> they they lined up Kyle Pitts in the backfield as a fullback on a play. As uh, Sean McVay would say, just a four-three fullback. You have to man. make your opportunities work, and then give him three opportunities. I'm sure Sean McVay would use Kyle Pitts a lot more. Oh, absolutely! He'd run him from the backfield. Like, uh, sucks. It's is, frustrating. Is Kyle Pitts the biggest bust in fantasy this year? Yeah, and it's not even his fault, but. Well, maybe uh, no, a, there's like the five running you know, backs like, that I could. Yeah, Rosie's like crossing yeah. his fingers right now. Don't mention him. Don't mention him. Don't mention him. <laughs> Wait, who? Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Cam is doing better than Pitts right now. Anderson was in on the first drive over Akers again. I'm no, it wasn't. Cam Akers got the first carry. They split. Oh, okay. They split. I just I was watching like the third play and I just assumed. Yeah. Anyways, Arthur Smith, I'm not your biggest fan right now. It just like you've got this, you've you've got Kyle Pitts and you got Drake London, and your Drake London you has been two used more than names. Kyle Pitts. But it's ridiculous. It's so frustrating. Um, guess Rosie and Alex, your two we'll just skip this. game of the week. Game of the week. Your two very exciting teams that. I don't know if you heard the news that the uh, Seahawks and the Lions are making the move to the Big 12 next year. Uh, <laughs> We're the Bedlam game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. The Seahawks win 48-45 against the Lions. Who it's wants to freak, start? It's Alex a basketball or Rosie? score. I'll just go real quick. Women's Gino basketball. Geno Smith might be a good quarterback, guys. <laughs> It's insane. I was not expecting this, but after four weeks, he leads the league in completion percentage at 77%. Shout out, Luca. And he's top five in QBR. I'm seeing all different types of numbers, so I don't have an exact number for that. But he's top five in QBR. He's a good like manager. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Six TDs to two interceptions. And most importantly, he's doing better than Russell Wilson, the guy he replaced. So was Russell the problem over Pete? I might have to backtrack my Pete hate. Because it might have been Russell was the problem. So are you off the tank train? I might have to be. I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs, but I, this team looks like at least a six to seven win team, which is not the tank train. Are you going to pay Gino? Would you pay Gino? Depends what the number is, but if it's around $20 million, I, I'll think about it. i got to see what he does the rest of the season. It's still only four games. Yeah, but if he looks decent for the whole season, I'll give him the two-year deal, honestly. Yeah. He's looking like West Virginia Gino. Because we need a lot, the defense is what we really need to build up is what it's looking like because our offensive line is also looking pretty good. The two rookie tackles didn't allow a sack yesterday against Aiden Hutchinson and all those guys. Rashad but, Penny popped off. Who are Rashad those guys? Popped off. <laughs> well, it's Aiden Hutchinson and a bunch of guys I don't know. 
Right. <laughs> but Rashad popped off. Kenneth Walker, he's still learning, but I think he's promising. He's just got to learn the that this is the NFL, not college. You can't make one move and someone's going to miss. You just got to go north and south. But it's promising, at least on the offense. They got to fix the defense, but it's a work in progress. So long-term, Alex, and Rosie, we'll, we'll get to your Lions here in a second, but long-term, Alex, if the Seahawks go... Let's say they go, mm, you know, eight and nine, nine and eight or nine yeah, and going. eight. Let's Depends. say they make the playoffs and lose in the wild card round or they just miss the playoffs. Like you, are you going to be looking back at the season? Let's, let's say best case scenario is they make the playoffs and they lose in the wild card. Are you going to be looking back at the season, you know, a month, a month from that point and be like, I kind of wish Gino would have sucked. Cause then we could have had a top five pick and a chance at, you know, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis. Yeah, I mean, maybe that'll be my take when we're there. But it also depends on how the Broncos do because we have their pick and they just lost to the Raiders who are 0-3 and the worst team in that division. They still got to play the rest of the division. Like their first five games are probably the easiest of their slate. So if the Broncos end up being like a 7-6 win team, which is possible, it might not really matter. You could combine the two first-round picks, move up, grab a quarterback. There you go, yeah. Or you could just take two guys for the defensive side and ride with Gino one more year and try and get a quarterback next year if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue because what I was going to lead to is I was going to try and make you feel better in that scenario on the prospect of the Seahawks making the playoffs with Gino and the Broncos missing the playoffs with Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna hate that. I'd be poetic. <laughs> Seattle would like Twitter would be crazy. I would live for that. So yes, I would love. Yeah, that. the discourse that's, if that <laughs> happened. That's Pete Carroll job security right there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I'll have to retract is all my Pete Carroll hate. Cause yeah, he, yeah. Might, he might just be a good coach. I don't know. Well, then let me go off of that because that was my takeaway. Is the Lions got outcoached hard. You could tell. Um, there were a couple times where the Lions would all out blitz and Gina would be like, I'm calling that. <laughs> this is easy. I just hand the ball off and Penny gets 30 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Lions kept trying to blitz, would never get any pressure, and they weren't willing to try anything else. They just got out coached by Pete Carroll. Hmm. Are you, for your Lions, Rosie, are you kind of throwing this game away because of all the injuries on the offense? No, you can't. Well, I can't throw the offense away. Yeah. Because there was a ton of injuries and we still scored 45 points. Fair. Which is crazy. I, I feel like that says more about Seattle's defense than it does about the Lions offense. Yeah, they're terrible. But I got a stat for y'all. In the last 20 games, the Lions have lost nine one-score games. No, less than three points. By less than three points, nine times. And that's the most in the NFL. So, I mean, heartbreak after heartbreak. Are the the Vikings number two? Probably, actually. (laughs) Wait, how far back does this go? 20 games. And so Lions basically last year nine. and this year. If it date. expands from three points to one possession games, I think the Vikings are easily number one, right? Trent? Yeah. 
I think yeah. all 16 of the Vikings games last year were one point games. Yeah, but they won <laughs> some. So, oh, these are just losses. <laughs> this is this yes. is losses. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that makes it. Yeah, uh, that makes it a little worse. <laughs> this, I, 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 I think the Lions' offense is elite. Like, Jared I, I have no, might be elite. I nah, the forty-five he, points. He, he, put up forty-five he, points with a bunch of nobody receivers and TJ Hawkinson. You know? Slow your, Again, slow your roll play call on play call Jared Goff. They got a new offensive coordinator, and he looks like the real deal. He's, He's doing good. some things that their defense is garbage. But their offense is really good. Yeah. I'm honestly just kind of done with the season. I don't think Lions are making the playoffs anymore. I think if they were completely healthy, they'd be one of the top teams in the NFC. But there's so many injuries. There's no way Lions are Did you pick back. them to win the division? Did you? No, I did not. Second? You picked a yeah. wild, them in a wild card spot. Yeah. Okay, let me, let, me, let me try and raise your spirits a little bit, Rosie. I love this encouraging Andrew. The Lions Not have a week six bye, right? Right. Okay, let's assume they're getting DeAndre Swift back week seven. Is that I fair? Think he's the one they're missing. No, I, I'm, I'm not done yet. Let's say they get him back. Do we? I haven't heard like the latest injury news on Amon Ra. Is he supposed to come back soon? Probably next week. I mean, he went back into the Vikings. Okay, so let's say, let's say week seven, you're coming out of the bye, and you've got DeAndre Swift back. You've got a Monroe back in the offense and you're starting to plug in Jamison Williams into that offense at that time. Cause that's around the time when they're targeting him to return. Is it shark hurt too? And he's coming back. Yeah. So then you're and Jonah Jackson, your three pass, your three pass catchers would be Jamison Williams, Amon Ra and Hawkinson. And then you got Deandre Swift in the backfield plus getting anyone else back. That's hurt right now. I mean, you look at this, you look at the Lions' schedule because they were last place in their division last year, their schedule is very favorable. I mean, they've next two games, they play the Patriots and the Cowboys. Then they have the bye. They come back against the Dolphins and the Packers, which is tough. But then they do the Bears and the Giants, Bills, Jags, Vikings, and then they end the season with Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. Yeah. It's just, you're talking about offensive pieces coming back and our defensive pieces are not coming back. Like Tracy yeah. Walker, our best defensive player, probably tore his Achilles. Um, and there's a couple others that aren't coming back after the bye. And so if you're giving up 48, no offense to the Seahawks and Geno Smith, there is no amount of offensive production that can fix that. And so they're going to win just enough games to take them out of the QB race, but not enough to, make a difference hmm. and make the playoffs. Unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, their, their offense is not the problem is what I, I think Rosie is saying. Number one scoring and, offense uh, in the league right now. Yeah. If, if they can do that with what they just trotted out, they're going to be just fine. Same thing when they get their players back. If anything, okay. I think it makes DeAndre Swift a little overrated, but Jamal Williams looked really good. He did. Yeah. He just... But he's uh, old. I mean, so you, you saw TJ Hawkinson wide open and ran for like 50 yards, and he looked slow as hell, man. He looked <laughs> real slow. <laughs> so I don't think that that's a, 
Jamal Williams is super good or TJ Hawkinson is super good because I don't know that they are. I think that's just. Well, I think Hawk- Hawkinson's are. definitely a top five tight end in the league. That's not hard to do. No, he's a top fantasy guy. Ro- Rosie shaking yeah. his head. No, no, I I don't think he's that good. I mean, he's he's good enough to be like. He's been one of the most the consistent league. tight ends in fantasy over he's the past. He's on the of tight ends. Yeah, he's just yeah, so down on yeah. him. Well, you just watch him play, and he drops a lot of balls, and he's not a very good blocker, which is what he was billed as coming out. Andrew, that was the perfect metaphor for T.J. Hawkinson. That's what he is. He's, he's just, the Honda Civic of tight ends. He's not going to win uni races. That, that's about right. But he's not going to break down. If he does, it's not very liable. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Moving on from this game. Thank God. Titans beat the Colts 24-17. I hey, what was that? Take- Wait, what was that about the Colts? You know, they winning the division or something? It could, that division's <laughs> awful. It could still happen. Now the Jags <laughs> got that. Like, it, is Rosie still drinking the Titans Kool-Aid? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> they... The score is a lot closer than the actual game. Well, tell me about it. I didn't watch any of that game. Full transparency. I wasn't either. It wasn't on any of the Buffalo Wild Wings screens. How do you know it was closer? Did anybody watch the game? The Titans were up like 24-3 at halftime. They didn't score again, but they were just bleeding the clock down. So they're vulnerable and can't get beat if needed. I'm not saying they're a... Wunderkin, but I don't know. I think the Titans are good. They're good enough to win this division. And I mean, I suck. And, and Matt Ryan needs to go. I think any team other than the Texans is good enough to win this division. This division's really bad. And exit wildcard week one. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Even oh, the for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on from this one. I, I don't have really any notes on that game. Uh, Giants beat the Bears 20 to 12. Trent, I believe oh, your is big the, takeaway is, yeah. is about this game. Say yeah. it. Yeah. Um, if you're an Ohio State quarterback, finish your degree. Because you will be <laughs> you will be working at Enterprise in five years. You you need that degree. Do not leave college early. I agree. For those of you who haven't caught on, Justin Fields sucks. That's, That's my big the best running back. It's the best Does way you can really put that. Though? Does it, like, come on, yes. dude. Oh, come on. Dude. They lost to the Giants. Dude. It was in the rain. Well, two other teams have lost to the Giants this year. Everyone about, the, everyone about the Cowboys. That's true. Yeah, Giants are the Giants. <laughs> Danny Dyes, He cannot baby. throw. 77 yards. The what? There's York- nobody to throw to. They all the suck. Like, football Giants. Darnell Mooney would be like the fourth string receiver on any other team. Tom Brady figured it out with a five foot six white guy. For Justin, Justin Fields is not Tom Brady. Let's make that real clear. <laughs> real clear. Justin Tom Fields Brady can make it with the five of us. Breaking news here on Making the Call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could, be, uh, I could be drunk. a slot receiver in a time. You could be Hernandez. Outside. I'll be, I'll be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be West I don't, Walker. I don't want to be Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> He's <Sorry>. dead. <laughs> Gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm. Yeah. Let's I'm get away just, from, let's get away from well, that. I, I <laughs> heard, I didn't watch this game either. 
but I heard Whoa. that Daniel Jones like two rushing his touchdowns, ankle and then basically got benched. So, no, yeah, so here's wild, what they did: wildcat offense. Yeah, he like called. He like read the defense and then split out of the wideout. Is well, wild because he had the green dot. He had the headset, and so yeah. they would put they would put the plays into his helmet. He would tell the huddle, and then he would go stand in the corner. And they'd run yeah. imagine winning a game like that. They did though. Like that's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. That's an amazing. That's genius. From I, I uh, hope he's okay though, and I hope he's not bench for Tyrod. His back hurts because he put the team on it. So, so Tyrod might be a better quarterback. Two rushing touchdowns, and what do you have? Like sixty yards rushing. He is. Dude looked like Lamar Jackson out there. Um, <laughs> did Daniel Jones look like Lamar? White Jackson? Lamar. Danny Dimes is White did Lamar. You just Jackson. say that. I'm going Thanks. to let's let's okay. I'm going to defend Justin Fields. No, oh, good. Defend Go him while Trent's not here. Yeah, yeah. Try for it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll repeat it if I need to. Um, he has not looked good. That's you can't well, get good around start. that. Yeah, you can't get <laughs> yeah. around that. However, excellent, excellent defense, Andrew. He let's is in there. the worst situation of anyone else in the NFL. Is he though? Anyone else? I've got a stat for you. Texans. There's a chart. Texas are way better. And it shows on on the on the y-axis it shows the number of times a quarterback dropped back where they had a wide receiver that was deemed open or wide open. Like certain, you know, so many so many degrees of separation That's basically. so subjective. But it's like it's like I think it's like PFF. So they have guys that are actually like you know watching every snap for every player. So like it's not just like one person doing all this, okay? So dropbacks with wide with a wide receiver deemed open or wide open. Then on the x-axis, it's dropbacks, QB dropback percentage without pressure. So how many times you got back there and you had a clean pocket? The Bears are lowest in on both axes in the NFL. Both. In terms of quarterback dropbacks without pressure, it's only happening about 58% of the time. And then on dropbacks where a wide receiver is deemed open, it's happening about 36% of the time. Interesting. They to have- put it into perspective, the Eagles, you know, they have one of the best offensive lines, right? They're second in the league with dropbacks without pressure at 82%. And Justin wow. Fields is getting it 58% of the time. They have a bottom three offensive line. And a bottom and, three offensive core of weapons. I mean, not even bottom three. They are the worst. I, I can't think of any other team that's even close, to be honest. So, again, Justin Fields is not Tom Brady. But I'm not ready to write him off yet because... Trade him to Seattle, please. He's in the worst situation and... Uh, you don't want him. They're not you trying know. to... I want him after this year, maybe. I want him. You got a good offensive line, good weapons. Like I look at what I look at what can't develop him. No, they can. I mean, not not not. They didn't give him anything to work with. I don't think they want to win with him. I think they want to trade him this year. Gino needs to, or Gino, Justin Fields needs to trade this off season. Is what you're telling me with all those things you just brought up? I think that's what I was saying in Twitter Spaces last week. As soon as possible, I think he's going to be a line next year. I wouldn't be surprised. But Jared Goff balling out? 
Yeah, just all those teams that are right outside of the QB like race, he'll probably go to one of those. They'll probably trade I th- up. I think Seattle is him. a more likely destination. Yeah, probably. I would love that because we got the line, we got the weapons. I just think you've got to you you've got to give your quarterback some form of infrastructure to succeed, and he's been given, you know, four toothpicks stacked up against each other. <laughs> four toothpicks. Four toothpicks. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, not it's not great, Bob. Um, Trent, while you were gone, they basically said every reason why you're wrong about the Eagles. We just said Justin Fields' situation really sucks, and it sucks. And he's not bad. Get him out of Chicago as soon as possible. I made the case that Justin Fields is Tom Brady. Yeah, but he can run. Reasonable. Yeah, so he's better. (laughs) You see, Tom Brady ripped off like the longest run of his career. The goat called back. (laughs) Um, all right, moving on from this game, Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. This is where my big takeaway comes in. Um, I'm ready to crown the Eagles as a front runner in the NFC. They're, they are the front runner against everyone else. What I'm, a I'm headline, man. I called that week one. Get on board. Week two. Eagles might go undefeated, dude. Their schedule's a cakewalk. I called I call it week one. Uh, you can't write oh, off the division. I'm there now. Like they... no, I, I was week two is what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They were playing in the rain and the wind. They were down 14 nothing to the Jaguars. They then scored 29 straight points and ended up winning 29-21. Um, you know the only undefeated? Really Miles Sanders. Yes, Stop sir. It. I knew that was Great coming. Game. Great game. <laughs> last week. I'm surprised it took yards. this long for him to come up. Give him his props when noted. Hey, he he's a great they're, running back, man. They're few and far between, but we'll give him to him when he... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, this the eagle these this Eagles team it just looks very impressive in a number of different ways, um, and their schedule is very very easy. Um, they play at Arizona next week and oh, then Dallas dude. at home, and then they have a bye, and then their schedule after the bye week. Are you ready? Pittsburgh at Houston. Home versus Washington at Indianapolis, home Green Bay, home Tennessee at New York Giants, at Bears, at Dallas, home New Orleans, home Giants. I'm not they're going them to lose a game. They're going 17 17 and 0. Easy. The toughest games are against Dallas, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. probably it. That yeah, that week 16 out Dallas is gonna be the game that gets them, if any game. So it's yeah, I mean 17 and 0 is in play. And as a Cowboys fan, I'm hoping that we are jinxing them so hard right now. But I said it. So he looks good. so good. Like it's, and yep. they've got how many first round picks? Like, like next year, I know they have the Saints first round pick this next year, and currently that would be the fourth overall pick of the season ended today. They're going to be good for a long time. So it's a uh, Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's the guy. I'm ready. Like, if anybody, if anybody is doubting Jalen Hurts, like, stop, stop. I want to see him play one good defense. He's the guy. You'll see that in two weeks. That is. There we go. Cowboys test right there. Cowboys Eagles. It'll be in Philadelphia at home. Yeah, Sunday night football. That's That's gonna gonna be be it. That's gonna be the test for the Cowboys defense, and it's gonna be the test for the Eagles offense. Cooper Rush is gonna hang forty on him. Watch. Oh, I hope so. That would be awesome. Um, be great. 
All right, moving on from that. Jets 24, Steelers 20. We got the Zach Wilson return. Gritty. And Kenny Pickett. The Kenny Pickett era has returned or has arrived in Pittsburgh. It was uh, abysmal quarterback play on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Mitch sucks. Uh, Mitch is going to the XFL. He's going to be a beast. Zach Wilson <laughs> did not look that bad for his that, first game of the year. How many picks? He, he looked pretty good. Know. Honestly, okay, but that first. final drive in the was fourth quarter. Was it two quarter, or three? That final drive in the fourth quarter, he was like five for five. Yeah. And he I does mean, not look bad. It looked yes, like it was his first game back. back. This exactly. is what it looks like. He was Which competent. He won the game. A, so 50, 50%. 250, touchdown, two picks. Moving on. It's so. against the Steelers defense without TJ Watt, though, so. Hey, yeah, the Steelers, Steelers that are going to Steelers that are going to make the playoffs are currently one and three. Steelers might be the worst team in the NFL without TJ Watt. Which yeah, is crazy. Trent, are you ready uh, to mail it in on your Steelers take or no? What was we had? There's still he's time. Not, he's not bad. They have Kenny Pickett now. They're not going to lose another game. Tiny hand, his hands might fall off. What, what, remind me, what was Trent Steelers take? I said they they. Pressure people for a wild card spot, and I don't think that's. That you said they'd make. You said they'd make the playoffs. I don't think I did. I think it wasn't outlandish at the time. I we said I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a wild card spot. You said the Steelers are not a bad team, and we all said that the Steelers would have a losing record, and you said no. Let's just listen to all the episodes before this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Do, I, mean, I, I don't want to do that. I hate listening to myself. We'll make Andrew listen to him and validate our claims. <laughs> we'll get what Craig was to our, listen to him. We had like I'm pretty a, sure we, I said I could see I could see the Steelers making it as like a was it seven seven nine no eight and ten because the NFC the AFC West eight, would just beat up on each other. Eight and, and nine. Eight, eight and nine. Eight, yeah, whatever. And and then an eight and nine team can kind of sneak in there. I think that's what I said. And I think the Steelers could be that team. But double down. I mean, he doubles down. They lost. What him. was we had? We had a disagreement on the podcast of, or was there was like a bet, or there was something about when we thought Kenny Pickett was going to take over in Pittsburgh. I was right. I was right. What was it? I I don't remember. Um, you guys said I think you and Alex said that you could see Mitch starting the whole year, or no, that was, it was he me. comes in after the well, bye. And I said, I think I, think, I said after the bye. Me too. Right. I think I said that as well. I was pretty. But high I much. said that I wasn't. I on. think Buffalo game he'd come in. So I was not exactly right, but close. One enough. week off. But hey, I mean, so you look at the stat line, you're like, oh, Kenny Pickett, he threw three picks. But like, I don't know that that Claypool two, ball. Two, yeah, zero. I feel like he could have played that a little bit better. And have, at least they're the one they're throwing the ball downfield. Like they've got an element to their offense that they didn't have with Mitch, and yep. they're going to be more fun to watch with Pickett. Did you know this is uh, October second? Was when Moneymaker Mitch subbed in for Mike Glennon back in the day. So they got exactly five years apart. Yep. Dang. Oh wow. Nice, man. Um, yeah, so Kenny Pickett era has arrived in Pittsburgh. Um, moving on from that, Bills 23, Ravens 20. I don't know. I watched a lot of this game. Poor coaching. 
it ended and I kind of my my big thought afterwards was like I feel like these two teams are very very similar. Like I they have they both have incredibly exciting quarterbacks. They can make plays with their legs. They've got playmakers on offense. They've got a defense that um for the most part lives off of big plays and takeaways. And I consider them kind of on, on a very similar class. Like they're at the top of the AFC and they play in very similar ways. Um, and it makes sense that this came down to a field goal between these two teams. Um, anyone else watch a lot of this game and have any takeaways or anything? The Ravens just um, can't finish. Yeah, they get off to a good start. They just they yeah. got to play a full game. Wasn't it sort of like a washout almost? It was raining pretty hard though. It was it tough was. to like grip the ball and sort of control it off your hand and all. Sucks that. having both of these guys as quarterbacks for this week. Mm. Yeah. What did the Alan, game? So Allen sort of like thirty points. I was playing in this week. <laughs> yeah the the Ravens were up twenty to three at one point. To start the game, twenty three twenty. Yeah, they couldn't score in the second half. Wow. Jamison Crowder broke his ankle. They also, for some reason, stopped Which handing said. the ball off to J.K. Dobbins. They they kept trying to force the pass and get the passing game a, going. He was probably on a pitch count. I think this, next week he's getting point. unleashed. He should be. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, you're probably right, Trent. I bet they were trying to monitor his workload first game back after all that time. Also, Justice Hill came out of the game, too. So it's really J.K. Dobbins and... A couple of guys that suck. Unless Gus Edwards comes back. Now, yeah. y'all see that? Y'all see that play by Debo just now? Dude, yes, Debo that was a freaking beast. That that was elite 50, level wide receivering. Fifty-seven yard touchdown. And he probably broke three tackles, four tackles. He went from the sideline to the middle of the field to the other sideline. It was you got to watch. Oh, good. Play. I just won my fantasy game. Then sweet. Yeah, Debo <laughs> just fifty-seven yard touchdown. Debo style. And I just lost. And it was uh, it was all Debo too. It was like it was like a five yard slant. Yeah, he did yeah. the rest. So the Jimmy G special is what I'm hearing. Yep. <laughs> hey, it works. Uh, Chargers or 34, Debo. Texans 24. I mean, I didn't watch any of this game. Chargers win. They should have won. Damian Pierce had a 75 yard touchdown, so that's cool. But I called that game for him. That was my notes. squad pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All three of my squad picks would have hit. So <laughs> um Cardinals twenty six, Panthers sixteen. Alex, your boy Baker, man. I I don't think he's it. Yeah, I don't think he's it either, man. I think this might be his last year in the NFL and he's gonna go live off his Heisman lore, go be like one of those anal- analysis on like college game day or It'd be like Fox Johnny Manziel and party with strippers. Dallas Renegades. Come on. Is that go. Manziel or Trey Lance? No, it's on TV, you know, but uh, yes, I don't think, I don't think the NFL is for him anymore. Unfortunately, he just does not look oh. confident in the pocket. Dude never sets his feet. He's overthrowing. He's underthrowing. Like, I, I think Max sucks bad. as a play caller. Well, McAdoo yeah, we knew that from his, play caller but i don't know dude baker just looks terrible yeah i can't imagine where he was before this too mm. did y'all see the dj Moore rumors this week 
the, I know the he's Pan- not happy. The, yeah. the Panthers and the Chiefs are trying to work something out. Oh, I didn't see that. Ooh. Oh, dude. That, that would be oh, spicy. Oh, that would be sexy. Tyree oh, that would be so placement. much fun. You know, I might start I, buying DJ just to yeah, buy DJ. just on that hope. Yeah. Just on just, on just Trent. On that. I heard that is I heard that DJ Moore's dad was reaching out to Odell Beckham's dad to get some tips on <laughs> how to get him yeah, out. They, he's got to create a compilation video for him. Get that on YouTube. Yeah, I just I don't know. After so long, if it's a bummer, if there are problems but... everywhere you go, then at some point you're the problem, and I think that might be Baker at this point. Dude, he could go play for uh, Bob Stoops with the Dallas Desperados XFL. <laughs> Renegades. The oh, Renegades, yeah. right? Yeah. Whatever, yes, the Renegades. Yeah. I like okay. Desperados Bob. better. OU Reunion. I think that was the Let's... arena football team. Let's up. get it. Also, the Cardinals won this game, and I still feel the same as I did if they would have lost. I just don't think they're very good. Like, they're 2-2, two and two and... They Their two to, wins are against the Panthers and let me pull it up. Uh, got, the Raiders. They've, they've got the Eagles this week. Yeah, they're Dude, not the in my top to, five pick though. Kyler Murray's not bad. No, they might not be. That that was that was probably a little extreme, but well, and they get D Hop back. They're not making the playoffs in a few weeks. Need, I think they need to draw up more designed runs for Kyler Murray. They're trying to make him more of a pocket passer and it's just not working. Like I'm not ready. I'm what, not ready to write off the card. These like. Receivers, all three of the receivers yesterday starting were below six foot. So with that happening, if they're all covered, run him or design some runs to get them open. Like they're running an offense like it's a pro style offense. It's not an RPO type offense, which is something that Kyler Murray would thrive in. I think it's Hmm. Cliff Kingsbury's fault more than Kyler's. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to make of the Cardinals. I just think that they. I think the way that they're winning these games is not sustainable because it's a lot of like Kyler go run around and make something happen. And she's great point, at it. Yeah, he has to do that because Cliff Kingsbury's play calls are crap. He's like a toddler on a playground when he's in the backfield. So one of my one of my favorite things that I see every week is it's it's all it's it's fake stats, but it's like whenever the Cardinals lose, it'll be like Kyler Murray is now. Two and eighty-seven on weekends where Call of Duty Duty has double XP, and then like whenever they win, it's like Kyler Murray is now sixty-three and zero on weekends where there is no double XP. <laughs> it just it gets me every time. Um, yeah, I I don't like watching the Cardinals or the Panthers, so I did not watch any of this game. I did not want to subject myself to that torture. Uh, Packers twenty-seven, Patriots twenty-four. Bailey Zappi taking Aaron Rodgers to overtime. I mean, that's what we all expected. <laughs> Trent, go ahead and just tell us that Aaron Rodgers is terrible. Get it over with. We want to hear it. They're they're bad. The Packers are really bad. They like they, and there's no like light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's nothing coming to save them. They're just going to be that what we saw. They're going to barely beat the Patriots. Is all they're going to do. Yeah. They've got a very I think they I think they could still have a good enough record to make the playoffs because they have a very easy or they've got easy pockets of their schedule. So like they could be a fraudulent playoff team because their next three games are the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Oh. I bet they lose two of those. So when is Matt LaFleur on the hot seat? 
Oh, he's no. not going to be on the hot seat. They're going to win 10, 11 if, games this year. If they miss, if they miss the playoffs, is he in the hot seat though? Yes, if they miss the playoffs, they're not going to miss the playoffs. But if they do, they will miss the playoffs. <laughs> I was like, are you I don't sure think you'll be on the hot they seat? They will miss the playoffs. Hmm. They don't have anything. Hmm. Like the they NFC have no is weapons. So bad though, they're not going to miss the playoffs, man. Their schedule is not even that hard. Man, you like, guys remember we're... listed off three winnable games. Okay, Trent, answer this for me. So, Eagles are, you know, Eagles are at tip top of the NFL right now. They're undefeated, so they, they deserve that. Outside of the Eagles, how many AFC te- if you were power ranking the NFL right now and you're like power ranking for the season, how many AFC teams would you list before you got to your second NFC team? Go ahead. Uh, okay, I'll go Let's I'm see Chiefs. Up. Okay. Bills. Bills. Yep. Uh, Ravens. Ravens. Dolphins with a healthy Tua. They had Chargers. That's a big Chargers. I don't know if I can put the Raven. They. I think I have to put the Ravens on there, but I'm not comfortable with it. You got to put the Rams. You got to put the Rams in there somewhere. Yeah, like the Rams and the Niners, I think, are... Nah, the Rams look bad right now. Well, that's because they're playing the Niners. This is true. <laughs> but, I mean, the Rams haven't looked spectacular against quality opponents. Everybody in that division is about to be 2-2 two and two after tonight. So, the, Unlike the I don't NFC. know. The NFC, I think, is really bad. So, the Packers could be a bad team by our definition and still make the playoffs. I'd slip the Vikings in the, the AFC standings before I slip the Packers in there. They could both win it. There could be two yeah. from that division. I mean, so four four weeks into the season, so caveat there. But if the season ended right now, the Packers would be the seventh seed. You'd have the Vikings win the division and then the Packers would get in as a wild card. Your three wild card teams right now are the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Packers. Josh, the NFC East, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Rams, and Tampa as your four division winners. The East is the best NFC division. Oh my god! The NFC, the the NFC East has the best record of any division in football. Yeah, if that tells you how things sit. Yeah, take a screenshot now. It's not going to last. Yeah, there's no way. But yeah, all right. I just I was I wanted to go through that exercise because I think the Packers are bad, like you do, Trent, but. First round they could exit. Still make the playoffs as a bad team. I mean, the Cowboys did it last year. So, uh, two more games from Week Four: Raiders thirty-two, Broncos twenty-three. Any notes on this one? I mean, I just think the AFC West, especially now with all the injuries for the Chargers, it's turning out to be a lot less uh, exciting than we thought going into the year. The Raiders are not a bad football team. They despite, might still, despite they their might 0 still 3 playoffs. Right? Yeah, I still think they can too. I think they could. They have a tough game this week, but after that, they could rattle. They off won. Some they won this game. Renfro was out for this game too. Josh Jacobs looked better. Devontae Adams didn't catch a touchdown, but he had over 100 yards. I think maybe it just took some adjustment. But yeah. I think there's still a very real world where the Raiders make the playoffs. So. And the Broncos themselves, man. We mentioned this a little earlier, but. They could be in trouble here. 
because this was the easiest stretch of their schedule. They still got to play the Chiefs twice, the Chargers twice, the Raiders one more time. They already lost to the Raiders. Like, I don't see a world right now where they win more than eight or nine games. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, the play calling is crap. They I just lost Javante Williams. Russ did look he did. good. He, he looked fine. Like, But Javante being out. Javante done. And their offensive I mean, line is not good enough to pass it 40 times a game. Like, I mean, they signed Latavius Murray while we were on the pod, incredible. but that, that doesn't fix anything. So, And Melvin Gordon's fumbling the ball every well, and he missed snap. Like, he missed practice today, too. He's not bad. 100%. Like, yeah, it's not looking great for tomorrow. Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the Broncos. Tell you what, I think Sertain, they'll be all right. Sertain looks good. I don't think they win more but than nine games their, this year. Their defense looks good, but their defense will keep them in it. But yeah, they're a fringe, fringe wildcard team. Nine and eight is the best I can hope for, in my opinion. Hmm. Who are you more confident in making the playoffs, the Raiders or the Chargers? Or I'm sorry, the Raiders or the Broncos? Raiders. Raiders. I'm going to say the Broncos just because right now they're in a better position. So two for the Raiders, the two Raiders. for the Broncos? I think, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to figure it out. I just don't know. I don't know what there is to figure out, Austin. I mean, my car looks like doo doo. Like, if he was playing better, then it'd be easy for them. But their offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, I'll their give defense you no sucks. line has to look good. And I mean, it's really just Devontae Adams and Matt Collins, and I guess Josh Jacobs last week. I mean, Renfro was Renfro was out. Renfro is that, that third that third option that that car has a lot of confidence in too, and he was out, and they still won. Like I still think, I still think there's a scenario where they make like the playoffs as a wild card team, and so I'm more confident. But I'm not very high on Russell Wilson, despite him looking good this past week. So if that says anything, okay, especially with Javante being out now for the year. So rest in peace, man. That's so sad. Yeah. All right, our bets off, right, Andrew? What was it? It had to be a 12-game minimum or something? Yeah. Sure, whatever. It was Javante I mean, Najee. I was Najee on pass, like I was on track too. to I was on track to win that bet very handedly, so I wouldn't say handedly. <laughs> Najee doesn't look very good at all. But both of them don't look very good and I think that Right. At least Najee's getting And who knows who, who knows how Najee's going to look now with Pickett back there? You know what I mean? Like, let's see what that offense looks like for a few weeks with Pickett because it did not look good with Mitch. Um, well, last game from week four, Chiefs 41, Bucks 31. Y'all tried to tell me that Mahomes wasn't very good. James Winston with a headband. Oh, the Chargers are the cream of the crop of the AFC. Cream of the crop of the AFC West. It still runs through Kansas City. As far as what does that even goes. mean? Let's dissect that for a second. Cream of the crop. You are um, you are trying to just distract us from the point of the take, which is that y'all were down on Patrick Mahomes, and I was like, are we not going to pretend like he's still the greatest quarterback on the face of this earth? He's not. Trent, it's, it's like the song, Jump Around. I'm the cream of the crop. I rise to the top. Jump around. Jump around. <laughs> the extent of my knowledge of that song goes 
pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. And then I just mumble from there. So I didn't even know the line. <laughs> <in there. laughs> and then I get in, get back in and jump up, jump up and get down. So if the Chargers were as healthy, healthy as the Chiefs are, Chargers would still be on top. I don't think the Bucks are very good either. I mean, yeah, the Bucks are injured. They did hang like 41 crazy. on a very good Bucks defense. It's true. I mean, they're not bad. No one was saying they're bad. It's just, are they the best team in the AFC? No. Not even they're, close. They're the not best even team in their division. That division still runs through Kansas City. They're top in division. two in the AFC. The Chiefs and the Which Bills. Which is my whole point. I didn't say that they were the best team in the AFC. The I said Bills it was, and the Chiefs, it was them and the Bills where you were going to have to figure it out. But y'all were just ready to crown the Chargers. And I know the Chargers have had injuries, but the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill... I mean, they're turning Clyde Edwards Hilaire into a beast. Greatest running back on earth. Like it's and that's top top ten that is a feat. <laughs> like we like me and Andrew said. Top ten I mean, they're doing the right things for sure. And I don't think that that's because of Mahomes. I think it's because I think grade wise they have the best offensive line in the league right now. And they're all together. And that's why Clyde can run so well. And for the first it's, first time in Mahomes' career, they're actually like trying to run the ball and like trying to get the quick game quick game going. So you're not giving it, you're not giving credit to Mahomes. No, I give credit to Andy because Reed. of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Exactly. No, the offensive line. I just want to make sure that I like understood. Well, you didn't what you were saying. <laughs> All right, hold on. It's the offensive I'm, line. It's really really good. I'm looking up the rankings for offense. I'm not ready to say that the Chiefs are better than the like the Ravens even yet. I'm not either. What? JK on, JK got back and is looking like JK. What is this blasphemy, dude? I I just I'm not ready to just crown you know the Chiefs, those are to the Ravens Chiefs in the playoff like, game as like a okay, top it two. It was a fluke. They had a bad game, dude. They were sleeping on them. The Ravens blew two three point or three. Touchdown Three score. In the, yeah, the Ravens can't even play a complete game right now. Yeah, I mean, and the that, Ravens. I I love the Ravens, but their two wins oh, yeah. are the Patriots and the Jets. And I mean, it was a coaching the blunder on that. They could easily be easily three and one. The Chiefs easily. are three and one. They lost a stupid game to the Colts, and they beat the Cardinals, the Chargers, and the Bucks. I'll I'm take serious. that resume over I mean, beating the Jets and the Patriots. I'm just not ready. That's it. Same. JK. I'm just JK. saying we're gonna we're gonna that's, look that's, up come JK JK is rampant. JK is rampant. That's gonna happen. We're gonna look up come late hey, December hope, and the Chiefs are gonna too, be Austin. like Me too. That too. Yeah. Chiefs are gonna be like thirteen and two going into the final two weeks. And it's gonna be like, how did that happen? And it's like, well, they have the best quarterback. No. Uh, they're not gonna be thirteen and two in the last two weeks, man. So, I mean, I'm not going and putting money on it. I'm just saying, if it it if it happened, it wouldn't surprise. So you me. you like, so you're still in the school of thought where Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Yes, I'm not. So I haven't been shown otherwise. He's yeah, he's definitely top three, easy. Yeah, I, I think like, they're gonna lose to each of their division. Compare him to Allen or at least once Herbert Lamar, I guess. I, it's, Herbert. Yeah, Lamar. Herbert. Herbert, I mean, right now he's all, sort of banged up. You don't know, but yeah, but he still had a great game. Yeah, 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 banged up. 
He's top five still with a banged up rib. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, um, I, I think the Jameis Winston with a headband comments need need to need to cease and desist. Come on, Trent. Come on. And by by the way, PFF has the Chiefs ranked ninth for offensive line grade right now. So they're top ten, but they're fringe top ten. Oh, ninth. Oh, so it's not the greatest offensive line ever constructed. I was under mm-hmm. the impression that like Mahomes had twenty the, seconds in the pocket every play, and like the Eagles are actually number one right now. Trent Trent looked like he was about to drop some knowledge. Hold on, to your mouth. I was just PFF, where Rosie went once we once we did that. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. Um, all right, week five preview. We each have one game that we're excited to watch from the week five slate. Oh crap! I gotta go look at that. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Don't worry. Um, I think I'm going last, guys. Okay. I'll go second. I got it. Mine is I haven't picked the Cowboys yet for this segment, but oh, I'm picking man. it because in the matchups, it's Cowboys versus Rams. It's this Cowboys defense. I mean, because the Bengals, I don't think they looked like the Bengals when the Cowboys played them. So I'm not getting giving full credit for that. But Cowboys defense going up against this Rams offense. It's in LA. Um, very, very excited to watch this game. Not just as a Cowboys fan. I mean, it's quite, I mean, it doesn't sound like Dak is going to be back, but you have that question lingering. Um, how are the Cowboys defense going to hold up against Cooper Cup and a Sean McVay offense? How is the Cowboys offense going to hold up against a guy like Aaron Donald? Is he just going to wreck every game plan that they have? I just, this, there's a lot of intrigue with this game. Um, it's a rematch from the playoffs from a few years ago, and I just, I'm very excited. This is when I looked at the slate. I mean, I think part of it is because I'm a Cowboys fan, but I looked at the slate. And I was like, all right, this is this is the game. This is the game that I'm. I want to make sure that I'm watching. Right. I have my game so, now. You have your game now. Go ahead. I have my game. I'm excited for Sunday Night Football next week. Uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals matching up against the Baltimore Ravens. Two great offenses. You know, I'm excited to duke it out. See how the Ravens bounce back. After a heartbreaker this this past week, and so, you know the or the Bengals trended in the right direction. Two Jamar Chase kind of had a comeback game. I'm I'm pumped, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. I th- the Bengals need an impressive win because this is when we figure out who they are. I think. Yeah. Was last is... week not impressive? Who they play last against week? Jacoby or against uh? Oh, they played Bridgewater. the Dolphins. They played the Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, that was only. I think that was. Did that happen like right before halftime? It was Tua, at least it was a half. Two was never healthy the whole game. Like I don't know. Uh, he I wasn't. He wasn't. I'm healthy. not giving full credit for the Dolphins Ty- win. Tyree Kill credit. Teddy Bridgewater still did throw for almost 200 yards. Like yeah, and Tyree Kill had one sixty. Won that game straight up. They yeah, good on offense. But now Most, they're going up against a division rival in the Ravens and. I'll be much more impressed if they go into that game and walk out with a win. Who's at home again? Ravens. So their Bengals would be on the road. Yeah, I guess I'd take the. I don't know. This is what's going to happen. Ravens are going to get three quick touchdowns and lose 24-21. <laughs> Sounds right. familiar. Make so it uh, make it 27-21. <laughs> you got to you got to get a Justin Tucker field goal in there. Yeah. Or that would be 27-24. I haven't heard much from Tuck this year, honestly. 
He had a. Uh, he had some. He had like three field goals in the game, or maybe just two field goals in the game on Sunday. Um, okay, so so far we got the Cowboys Rams game, we got the Ravens Bengals game. Who else has a has a game that they're really excited to watch in Week Five? I'm not really excited, but. I need the Lions to win next week. I don't like talking about my team, just bringing them up, but they need to win next week because Matt Patricia is on the other side calling the offensive <laughs> plays. Revenge we need game, to baby. kick his butt. You yes. guys are, you guys are going to win next week. You got, yeah, you'll be playing Billy Zappy. You guys might win by a couple touchdowns. A zappy Zappy. I can hey, if they unleash him and let him cook. I'm surprised the hey, Patriots Billy's let favorite. Zap Zing. Zappy took the Packers to overtime, so it's Patriots minus three. I that's a bad I don't take the Lions, folks. Yeah. Money line. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go bet it right now because I can. Right. Trying a game oh, that you're excited for. Oh I didn't win. No, I, didn't. I didn't know you didn't pick. No, we can go Alex, you go first because you guys have I've picked my top three games so far. So Alex, pick the fourth. Yeah, three. this this whole <laughs> schedule is not – it's pretty top-heavy. After those primetime games, it's sort of crap. But I'm just going to go f- with the Seahawks here against the Saints. It's a real prove-it game for Geno. Like, the Saints have a good defense. If he can win this game, have us at 3-2 and two playing the Cardinals next week, I think we could have some real momentum going forward. But I'm just excited to see what they can do. Geno and uh, DK always performs well against Marcus Lattimore. They have a little rivalry going, so it'll be a fun watch. Okay. All right. Trent, that was your Finally. fourth game. It's, it, yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. Um, okay. <laughs> Battle of the Birds. Eagles-Cardinals in Arizona. Kyler versus Jalen. Looking forward to seeing oh, it. It's going to be a lot of – I think it's going to be a lot of offense. Fingers crossed. Goodbye, Trent. But I, yeah, it's up to Cliff. Think, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, wait. That's which, my internet. Never mind. My internet's terrible. Thanks for the interruption, Austin. Appreciate yeah, we can still hear you, Austin. Yeah. Okay. I can't hear you at all. So. Yeah. Well, we'll go with the uh, the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals to maybe. This is. I mean, we said earlier. This the is probably the. This is probably the toughest game the Eagles have the rest of the rest of the year. So. Over the Cowboys. We'll see. Over the Cooper there Rush Cowboys. Yeah. Undefeated oh. Cooper Rush Cowboys. Yes. Yeah, slow <laughs> your roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles are favored by five and a half. That's I think that game will be interesting, though, Trent. I, but also, if the Vikings don't win by two scores, then I'm going to start worrying. They, if the Vikings the don't win by yeah, two scores? Yeah, they're playing the Bears. You if got, they don't oh, beat the Bears at home by more than two scores, I will be concerned. Hey, okay, I'm taking I have Bears a to upset this week. Dang, Rosie, that is plus 260, man. Go ahead and bet right. that. All right, I've got a question. If you already have seen my house the line, on it, paid cash for it. <laughs> if you've already seen the line, then don't guess it. Uh, the Bills are playing the Steelers, and it's in Buffalo. How much is how much are the Bills favored in this game? Ten and a half. Is that nine and a half? Is that what you said? I said ten and a half. Ten and a half. Okay, that sounds Anyone exactly else? right. Austin, have you seen All this? Right. Are you asking about I the Bills it. line? I'm logging into Bovada right now, but I'm I've not. Seen I can't. It. I know the line. Okay, so if you notice, okay, so it is 14. Oh gosh, <laughs> Bills are favored by two touchdowns. That's that's insane for an NFL line. I think it's Kenny Pickett time. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Wow, fourteen. I know. I um, I, I think the I think they were the last the time they were favored fourteen was game. when they lost to the to the Jags nine oh. to six. Remember that? I do. I do. All right. Well, that's our week five preview. Let's take a quick break and then we come back. We've got a, a fantasy redraft. We're redrafting the first round in fantasy four weeks into the season because we would do it a lot differently than how we did it going into the year. So that's all coming up right after this. All right. We are back to wrap up the podcast. We are doing our fantasy segment this week and we are redrafting just the first round in fantasy. Uh, for the sake of this, we are doing a 10 team full PPR super flex league. Um, so there's five of us. We're each going to have two picks. We already decided the draft order, the random generator. Um, the reason we're doing this is four weeks into the season. I mean, there have been some duds, um, running backs that are currently outside the top 20 in fantasy points per game. Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, James Connor, Javante Williams, uh, wide receivers outside the top 20, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Gabe Davis, Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, uh, and then quarterbacks outside the top 10, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. Um, so we are, I've got it pulled up here. Let me find it. Um, the way that the teams, here it is. So same league settings. If we did a 10 team full PPR super flex based on ADP, here is the way that this draft went. Josh Allen, number one, Christian McCaffrey, two, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, and Justin Herbert round out the top five. And then the next five were Dalvin Cook, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. So we're going to redo it. Um, I, I don't know. I, when we came up with this segment, I was thinking about it and I was like, I wish there was a fantasy league where after four to six weeks, that's when you started. Like you waited for the first month of the season to happen. And then you just, you just started drafting and then you would kind of eliminate some of this crazy, you know, variance that you see at the beginning of the season. Um, Did we lose Trent? I think we lost Trent. I think we he did. Want to do it. Smoke break for Trent. He doesn't want crazy. to do it. Oh, okay, he's a crazy guy. All right. Poor. Well, let me change this draft order real quick. He probably Change. wants to go watch preseason hockey. I can pick for Trent. When's he picking? Well, well, you already have a spot. I here. can do double picks. Somebody go get. Somebody go get their wife. Here, I got it. Here, hold on one second. I'll go get my dog. Sweet. <laughs> What's your dog's name again, Alex? So we're gonna go. It's, bake, it's, it's Baker, it's right? Gino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rename your dog based on that. So we're going to tweak this. We'll do a 12-team, so we each pick three times. The order is going to be Austin, Alex, Rosie, and then me. And then we'll just do Snake for reversing that. Um, Austin, you're going first. Full PPR super flex. Who are you taking 1-1? One, one? All right, give me the best running back in the league, Lamar Jackson. I like that setup. Um, I I like that pick. I why are, why are you taking Lamar Jackson? We'll start there. I mean, he's he's putting up uh, eleven passing touchdowns so far through the first four games, but also two rushing touchdowns and over three hundred yards on the ground. Um, he's thrown four picks, which is not great, but he's averaging like almost twenty nine fantasy points a game. So I think he's the clear number one here. So 
Okay, Lamar Jackson. Um, Alex, you've got the second pick. If you yes, had the I second do. pick in a, in a draft like this, who would you take with Lamar off the board? With Lamar off the board, I'm going to take Josh Allen for the same exact reasons Austin just said. He's just he's a little bit taller and a little bit lighter skinned, but he does the same exact things. He's got a better arm too, better deep ball, but he's just really reliable. He's going to get the job done every week. Hey, can I'm you share the stream? If I need to, I'm trying to decide if I need to bleep out what Alex just said. Share the stream, by the way. I want to see the pics. What? Because he's oh. lights. I mean, okay, hold on. Let light. me. Share my, let me... Just because it's just because it's correct doesn't mean it's politically correct. <laughs> all right, can you all see that? I didn't. Oh, perfect. Can you see yes, that? I can. Yes, I can. There we go. I can see it. All right. I don't can, you, can you still hear me? We we should have gone to sleeper and done a mock draft. Well, it's too late for that now, Rosie. Shoulda, Rosie, woulda, you got the third woulda. pick. Who are you taking? I'm taking the last best quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts. Oh, three quarterbacks. All right. He's rushing like crazy. He has yeah, pretty much the one same of the best the teams. I mean, and he's not throwing any picks whatsoever. Solid. And I line. think honestly, there's there's room for him to have like an incredible passing game coming up here. He hasn't really like gotten a lot of passing touchdowns, but I think it can get there. Yeah, the chemistry between Brown is developing and Devonta is developing as a receiver too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Well, I like it. I will go with the first three picks being QB. Um, I think you know, I think I know where you're going. Who am I going? Justin Jefferson. Right? No. What? I no. think he's going Saquon. I am going with, let's go with Cooper Cup first. He's oh, currently wait. the number one flex player in PPR at 26.7 fantasy points per game through the first three weeks because his week four game is still ongoing. Um, the oh, second place guy is Amon Ross St. Brown. He's hurt. So I'm going with Mr. Steady, triple crown from last year, Cooper Cup. And so he'll be my fourth pick. And then All right. for my fifth pick, Let's go with a running back. And we are going to go with currently the leader in the running back room. And the reason I'm not going with Nick Chubb is because I like the pass catching ability of Saquon. So we are going Saquon Barkley, fifth overall. So through the first fifth five picks, we've got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Cooper Cup, and Saquon Barkley. Even though Nick Chubb has five touchdowns through four games? Yeah, I just like I I like the I like the usage that Barkley yeah, gets. I just think that Saquon's one boom week really jacked him up there. Yeah, I mean he had what three what? touchdowns that week. Yeah. So yeah, he had boom week, but I get it. Boom I understand. Okay, uh, Rosie, you have the sixth pick now, and now keep in mind as as we make the turn and we're picking multiple multiple picks. Um, you're not like Rosie's not picking his like second player on his team. This is just like if he now had the sixth pick and these first five players were taken ahead of him, who he would take first pick in the draft. Dynasty, right? Just clarifying. No, not the uh, just just oh, redraft. his redraft. redraft. Okay, yeah. There's a couple guys here that I definitely would take pretty easily. 
if it weren't for health concerns like CMC, Jonathan Taylor, um, even Amon, I'd, I'd think about it. Mm. But I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, maybe okay. not having like a two thousand yard season, but he's still he's still incredible. Still averaging twenty one fantasy points per game. Yeah, I like it. And honestly, I don't trust Nick Chubb to keep this up. It, I don't trust any running back that is scoring this amount of touchdowns on a bad team to do this throughout the whole season. Oh, well, they can't I, pa- I they can't pass high. the ball. Right, but eventually they're going to run up against a good defense that is going to really try to stop the run. Okay. Um, Alex, you have the seventh pick in the draft now. Yeah. You I'm going to go, I'm going to go quarterback again. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Dude's just doing what he always does. Averaging 28.6 fantasy points so far through four games. And I think he's only just going to get better because he's getting more used to the guys around him, the weapons around him. He's got Clyde Edwards Lair out of the backfield as his like outlet if he needs it. Like I think he's just only going to get better as the season goes on. Okay, I like that. I, I, I very much contemplated taking him with either the fourth or the pick, fifth pick. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good pick, though. I like that, Austin. Um, I think quarterback drop value kind of drops off a little bit after that pick. Um, so I, I am going to go with with Nick Chubb. Um with the the eighth pick so Mm. like i do think you know you can game play i mean i feel like from the start though people have been game planning to stop the run through the first four games and you know i mean nick chubb is just a freaking bulldozer and i think he's gonna get what he's gonna get and so yeah i like chubb here so yeah all right you get to pick again with the ninth pick oh i forgot about that i'm not taking you got the turn uh by the way really quick the Browns have played the Bears, the Panthers, the Jets, and the Steelers. Not great. The TJ Wattless Steelers, too. But still. Um, I think I would take Travis Kelsey here. I forgot that I was picking twice in a row. Um That's yeah, a you have a lot, you have a chance to get tight end value off the board at nine. So I mean, touchdown threat every week. He also has one carry for one yard, in case you didn't know that. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, so, wait, no, sorry, who are you taking nine? I'd take Travis Kelsey at nine. Travis Kelsey. Okay. I like it. All right. First tight end taken, and rightfully so. Alex, 10th pick. 10th pick. I'm going to go receiver here, and just because the injury risks with Brown and Diggs and Tyreek Hill, not really sure on his quarterback situation. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. He's just, already picked. He's, Justin Jefferson's already been picked. Oh. Well, on there. Cue, cue deflating balloon sound effect. <laughs> yes. All right, then I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Forget that injury note. I think it's just <laughs> <laughs> He's averaging wow. 20, 24.4 fantasy points in the two games he's played. And I really like his quarterback situation with Jared Goff. Like he showed last week, he can play with whoever's out there. He's going to get the ball to you. They're going to pass it a ton especially if Swift's going to continue to be out. I, I just like once he gets back, I think he's going to be fine. He's going to be a top 10 receiver. Over Diggs. Interesting. Yeah, over Diggs, just because Diggs, is, he's been banged up since week two, and last two weeks have not been great. Still got four touchdowns and 400-plus yards. But I yeah, right, but most Ross of that's St. in the Brown. first. Yeah. I Rosie, 
Uh, man, I I'm gonna go with CMC. I don't really? like it. He had eight catches last game, and he was kind of split in work. Hopefully, he can get healthy. But honestly, over, it's just a prayer at this point. Over Ceh or Eckler? Oh, I'm not taking Ceh with the last pick of my draft. Man, uh, I don't trust that situation for a second. I think Pacheco looks better, and just Ceh has just been breaking off some lucky runs. I well, I'm surprised this guy week. made it all the way to the end of the first round. But with the last pick in the first round, we are going with Stefan Diggs, the second best Diggs brother in the NFL. Um, <laughs> he is currently, he has the third most PPR points of any flex player at 23 point, or I'm sorry, yeah, 23.9 so far through four games. Um, and yeah, rounding out the first round. So that's, so to recap, the way the first round went last year was, let me pull that up. Um, here it is. So it went Josh Allen, McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Najee Harris, and Derrick Henry. And then Jackson we was to, four? QB four? Jackson was the... Or QB five. One, two, four. Jeez. And guys that were in the first round last year that we did not pick in our draft, um, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Dalvin Cook, um, Najee Harris, and Derrick Henry. Wow. So, and we're replacing them in not the exact order. Um, Jalen Hurts, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Stephon Diggs. So... There you have it. That is our fancy redraft. Um, that is going to conclude this week's episode of Making the Call. Um, the dad joke this week. Hold on. I've got it right here. Are you ready, Austin? I am ready I'm to, cert- to certify it. What do you call a happy cowboy? Cooper Rush. <laughs> a jolly rancher. <laughs> stamp <laughs> that's the dad joke for this week that's going to do it for the episode thank you to Rosie and Austin and Alex and Trent for hopping on this week through thick and thin through internet issues and Austin stepping away to take a leak halfway through the episode and phone calls we just we, Children. Are, committed to, we are committed to the podcast and that is that is what we do here at making the call so we will be back with you on Thursday night Talking a little sleeper squad, parlay, player props, all that good stuff. We're going to keep that trend going. Try and get that first five for five of the season. Um, Certainly do better than we did this last week. So we've got that coming up Thursday night. Uh, I'm I'm smack with us. Come disagree with us and have a chat. Let's go. Yeah. Hop in there. Bring the player props that you like. And then, yeah, just tell us that ours are stupid. That's fine. Yeah. We like the discourse. We like Give us some confrontation. Come on. We're trying to we're trying Come to find on. winners. We're not trying to find confidence. We're just trying we're trying to find winners. We're trying to make a little money. That's all. Um, so we got that coming up Thursday night. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time.